Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the Marketing Minds at DoYouConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peake. We are here, episode 151 with Jackie Lipinski. Hello, this everyone. Is, this is like a new number, like over 150, like we're over another hill, over 100, then over 150. Yep. It's exciting times. And even if we wanted to quit now, we can't until we get to 201. We can't. And then we're done. That's the last episode. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll start a new podcast. I'm really excited. Now. This isn't a story time yet. I just want to jump in here. What are, you know, pancakes, waffles. Um, what are some other hotly contested arguments? There's a um, small subset that really like French toast. I'm part of that group. Yeah, those are those are what we call wafflers. Wafflers. People who can't make up their mind on the real debate. I'm, I'm the part powdered of the sugar group. The, yeah. I, I eat brec- I, I eat lunch for breakfast. Like I will I'd rather have a sandwich for breakfast. You'd rather have a cold piece of pizza than pancakes or waffles. Egg sandwich. Like I just breakfast. I know, Kevin, don't hate me. I'm not a huge I don't really I eat breakfast. Like a hot Before I go melt. mental here, let's just move on to the the actual <laughs> debate. I was just we have a new employee joining us next week and I asked her she needs a new a new laptop and I said, Would you prefer a PC or a Mac? And she said PC, please. And I was just so happy and excited because that means one, I don't have to provide tech support because even though Macs are supposed to never break down and never have issues, it seems like, sorry, Jackie, Jackie is a Mac girl. I am. But the Mac people are always the ones who are like, I don't know how this, like what's going on with my audio. It's something goofy. It's not like completely broken. (laughs) It's like something little. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't but I just, we can't help you. So then, then you just have to help yourself, which. took a lot of tutorial. It's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, just, um, it made me happy. Have you, have you shopped or has this person shopped and is it difficult to find laptops now? I have no idea. Or PC. Well, that was, remember Jackie, when we got your computer, you had to wait like, yeah, I feel like I you, 60 days or something until you got was, all of them. They had to use my time. old, like some super old stuff. And then I didn't want to like update it with anything. Cause I'm like, my new computer's coming. It's just, you know, just like appliances. Everything's just still delayed. Now, having said all that and giving everyone a hard time about it, I did order an M1 iPad Pro as the computer that I will take with me when I travel from now on. Because why oh, Why bother taking a heavier, bulkier laptop? Unnecessary. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm researching the travel phase because I have, a while ago, like that Razer, mm-hmm. we're getting nerdy here, the Razer 13. And yeah, the, the battery life on it's terrible. Somehow, like the screen's bent, it still works. Like it still functions. I don't use it at all right now because I'm on a PC. But I'm like, I yeah. think I need something to travel with, but I have no idea what, because it, it's just I don't travel that often anymore. Right? I don't know often at all. Yeah. So, but soon, but soon. The, the summit will be the next one. So yeah. Excited. And as the as you hear this right now, we are sold out. I mean, we have a handful of tickets left, but by the time you hear this, I'll we'll buy be, the last two. Just we'll be sold out. <laughs> Just get on the so wait list. So looking forward to get seeing everybody list. there. Also, don't forget, um, by the time you hear this, the Market Proof Awards will be open for submission. Yeah. Cool category descriptions, little video intros from Andrew, the ad doctor. Um, I'm, all the judges are out there for you to see who are going to be involved in the process. So Amazing judges. Check that out at marketproofawards.com or link in the show notes. But let's move on because even though we don't have a guest for today's episode, it is going to be uh, action-packed. Who wants to start story time? 
Yeah, I can. I have two quick stories just before this. Uh-huh. I was joking Perfect. with uh, Andrew and Kevin about 15 minutes ago. My house almost started flooding, um, but I was not able good. to. Yeah, not good. Makes me go like, oh, I wish I had, you know, just again, 1970s house. There's always something weird with it. There's just a bubble ceiling still not a fan, but um, I feel like I'm always just every weekend working on some crazy project to update my house. And obviously as I work more and more in the new home, uh, industry, all I, I think want they is refer to that as charm in air Con- quotes, yeah. charm. the charm <laughs> of unique, an old home, unique features <laughs> as brick falls out off my retaining wall weekly, just put it back on. And it makes you yeah, want a new home. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy, but I will say, uh, and then my next story is, um, for new homes, I think a lot of, uh, marketers, uh, with the builder partners we work with, they're, they're seeing that, um, they're trying to keep the attention of people on their site for, um, while they don't have inventory. And so like me, as I'm going on other builders websites where there's no inventory and I'm like, I would like a new house too. Um, they're trying to find content and working on um, plans right now and uh, to create content to keep people on their website. So just just very um, proud and seeing the plans that people are putting together. And a lot of video content is is coming up with Andrew. I'm sure you can uh, relate there. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's exciting to see. There's I feel like there's in my mind, there's an overabundance of ideas and opportunity for content. But yeah. the challenge is how do you do that while doing the things you absolutely must do. Like I have to do these things no matter what. And then yep. there's always like, oh, well that has to be pushed aside because these other things have to get done. There's no choice mm-hmm. about it. That's and right the- now the current market conditions force you, if you're a, a marketer at the top of their game to continue to get more and more ga- granular. So even mm-hmm. though you don't have a bunch of broken communities, um, you also don't need an overarching market-wide campaign. You only need it for a home, a community, you know, f- and and the amount of time that it, that you actually have to run it could be forty-eight hours, and then it's gone and sold, and you've got to go to the next one. So there's a whole lot more data management, website management, um, product management stuff mm-hmm. that that is sucking up a huge amount of time as well. Yep. And that reaction time like takes you, diverts your attention quickly. Like you're like, oh, I'll plan my week. Mm, well, maybe today. Yeah. I We need to make a new blog post about content calendars because obviously everyone knows that they need content. And so then they're asking for content calendars. And I just need a button that I can push like this button here uh, that just automatically sends a personalized feeling answer to that question, which is, why you can't predict when and how and what all you can predict is, do I have the skills or do I have access to people who have the skills to create content when is necessary and how quickly and efficiently can I do that? And so you, yep. what you should again quickly, cause this is not my story time, set a goal for yourself of the content like- that you're going to create and how often and at what frequency frequency and, and length of content should be a regular goal on a calendar. But what specifically you're going to say as a home builder, again, community gets delayed by two months and that thing you plan about is irrelevant. So now do you just delete that and not do anything? No, you, you've got to be more in the flow of the business. Uh, and that's, that's where that, you know, saying came from of document, don't create. 
You're, you're trying to document what is ongoing. And there, there, there's still creative ideas within that, for sure. We always go back to Tilson's Tuesdays at two, just very consistent. People show up and people are very involved. Yeah. I, and I, lowering the stakes is okay as a way to encourage yourself to do that better. You know, like this is going to sound somewhat flippant, but write a blog post instead of a book like that. That's probably a better goal to get rolling. Just like anything, you know, weightlifting, running a 5k, whatever you better just, let's just write a blog post. Yeah, Put your shoes on first. Don't think about that. Oh, tomorrow I need to be at 17 miles for the winter shoes. You didn't buy shoes yet. Like (laughs) go get your shoes. I think that content calendar thing is interesting because I think there's some that view it as like the, it depends on the perspective. Like, the more we're, we're diverting here really quick offering mm-hmm. of content world, like not the cutesy pointless posts. Some people, I think that's what they're thinking when they say, Hey, what content calendar do you have? I think someone, and I don't mean to offend anybody when I'm saying this, Hey, can you share your content calendar? And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, how do you share your content calendar? Like there's nothing like that's your, do you have content- happy acres coming up in happy yeah, township you, as well. That's, that's shocking. Yeah. Okay, do you yeah, right. sell like this feature? I think about like, um, I'll put them on the spot because they had a good interaction on social. Ideal Homes had a home had a home on their Instagram they featured, and there was comments about the trim on the outside. People loved it, and they went back and forth. So that, in my mind, is like, cool. They should probably make more content that features all of the wood accents that they have available. So then you have, like, no one else can feature that because it's unique to that, to that builder specifically. That's, in my mind, like, content calendar has to be unique to you. It can't be shared. And if there is anything that's not unique, then it's not probably a good piece of content in there. Okay. That was a fun little talk. That was our 360 discussion on content. Calendars. <laughs> cool. So my story is, and this is inspired um, from a recent call we had with some amazing people. If you're working on a single screen, a single monitor <laughs> and you're in marketing, we should do a giveaway of a monitor or something. <laughs> if you're who has the worst office setup, um, I'm just thinking like, that I could not imagine doing that at all in marketing. Okay, like, I, let's just do like, it. I, this was not planned, but we we're going to do that. Oh, uh, we're doing it. You I post know. a picture of your terrible at-home setup in the Market Proof Marketing Group. Use I hashtag. Um, what? We need a good hashtag. Um, I hate worst my office, office ever. Worst, <laughs> worst work from office. home fail or worst office. Yeah, something like that. And we'll pick a winner. And I will Amazing. help upgrade your home office life in some form or fashion. Beautiful. Also, I'll just throw this out there since we're now we're in contest um, <laughs> section of the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I unknowingly, but this is the first time I'm actually saying this for the last three years that we've had an in-person international builder show. I've had an under the radar scholarship program for people who have never attended a builder show and your builder will not pay for it. I do not cover all of your expenses, but I will help with that. So we just throwing that out there to the world. Uh, don't let us forget about that when the builder show gets around. Don't let us forget. We'll, we'll do that too. I love it. Yeah. We like to, yeah, we, we need to hook people up. So this person, I was like, really? Like you're doing all this amazing, crazy work that is not common at all for someone in, in this per- person's position to do. And you're doing that on one monitor. I'm like, what if you had two monitors? You could do triple <laughs> the amount of things and just kept going and going and going. He's like, well, I think I ordered it. And it was just, I'm like, oh my, like, I don't know. I, I'm just so used to having, I have a 32 inch screen here, then a 27 here. I could not imagine going to anything less, but it is what you're used to. But 
Yeah, you definitely need two monitors. Put that somewhere in your budget. Trim your budgets back by like $5 a day for like a week and a half. Pay for the monitor, however you sneak it in there. But yeah, reduce the friction in your in your workflow, I guess is the big, yeah. big goal there. I, I went, I've had almost every setup at this point. I've had two monitors, three monitors. I think four was the max because <laughs> I had a vision of having one monitor just to watch NHL Stanley Cup playoff games when I was working at night. And then I went to two super wide, ultra wide monitors. And now I'm at a, I think it's a 47 inch flat okay. screen television. A uh, single, so not just a single, a single panel. It's all just. And then there's a, for, for, for the nerds, there's a, there's a power toy. It's, it's a set of, of options from Microsoft. So I can hold down to the shift button and I can make something the size of like a 27 inch monitor in the corner and it like locks that in place. It's really gotcha. hard when you're screen sharing. That's what, it, you know, if you're doing a lot of zooms, you do have to be careful because the size of the screen you're sharing um, to, to yeah. make it viewable by the person at their end, you can't be like, they're on a 20 inch monitor and you've got a 43 inch ultra, ultra wide. It's not, it's not going to work out so well. But. Did you ever do a curved monitor and did you like those? Yeah, the all, two ultra rides were not, oh, that's, not extreme curvature, but they were curved. And, um, did you like, or did not like it's not it curved is not a relevant thing for productive tasks. That's a, that's a gaming VR or like immersiveness, immersive question. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, definitely. Like if you've got a crappy mouse, crappy monitor, crappy keyboard, yeah, heck even the chair you're sitting in, that's important. If you're spending a lot of time there, you need to invest in it. Yeah. Divided by the hours per day. And then the mm-hmm. days right. per year, I mean, my, and then you go like, oh, 12 cents an hour. Like, sure. I'll yeah. Do it. Over the last, let's just say two years, I've probably invested an additional $1,500 in my audio setup that I use on every single, you know, coaching call or Facebook, whatever we do. But when you, you know, when you do six, seven calls a day times every day in the year, and that is your job, like that's a, that's a ridiculously low amount of investment in it. I agree. Um, my story time start off with a house update. I checked, I, I was getting really anxious about the appliances that we ordered for our house. And um, so I called because in the customer world, you just go to the appliance store and you order appliances and they work with the builder regularly, but still I, I, they never asked for money or a deposit or anything. And, and I originally went and picked out the appliances in November of last year. And so I called up just to make sure, you know, we're, our house is supposed to be done in the end of September um, early October. And I was like, did you really order those? Cause you never took money from me. Or like we never don't know no deposits. Yeah, be, and he's like, I'd be nervous. And he started answering. He goes, well, sir, um, the, your dual fuel range is a bit delayed. And I was like, oh, here we go. Cause I, I, if you remember my story of moving to Pittsburgh and not having a washer and a dryer oh. and being told like, do not come home until that's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a thing with, <laughs> I, I have some issues with appliances not showing up. I was like, here we go. And he's like, yeah, so that, that should arrive by August. It looks like it's, it's on schedule for, for mid August of this year. And I was like, perfect. We move in in September. So just keep it rolling. So that was a big deal. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, I say that almost sarcastically, but it is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was sure they were going to be like, oh yeah, sorry. We didn't, you never well, paid us. Things, oh, that was the other thing I yeah. thought he was going to be like, yeah, well that quote I gave you in November, I mean, you never put any money down, so we just decided it's going to be 50% more. That was the other thing I was kind of mentally preparing myself for. 
Um, and then the other thing that's interesting is right now, not in Texas, Florida, Utah, California, but in most parts of the country, in terms of total geography, the price points and availability of what's there and, and the media's attention to it has gotten us to the point where there's been more of a normalization of lead, lead, lead flow, responsiveness. Um, and so what, so sometimes it even has gone drastically down, even though, again, you still have appointments and sales and you're still way ahead of sales plan for the month or for the year. But still, as a marketer, people are starting to get a little more concerned of like, you know, I used to get 50 leads a week and mm-hmm. last week I got eight. Is, is the world ending? What should I do? And was looking for a metric or a data point to look at to try to help people make a more informed decision of when do you put your foot back on the gas from an ad spend perspective. And one of the things I came up with was as a potential solution, still doing more research, but this is an example of why you don't want to be Kevin Oakley. Um, We were formulating this concept on a call, a coaching call. And then I had dinner with the family. Dinner was over about 6 p.m. And I was like, um, guys, I just, I got this thing I got to go work on. I'll see you later. And two hours later, I had run like 60 different reports in the CRM to create this database of, <laughs> uh, on this singular idea. So you don't, you don't want to be me. Your family doesn't want you to be me. Trust me. It's, it's obsessed. <laughs> so the, the idea is lead responsiveness. And, and so one particular builder that we work with, I'll just give you the initial data point of January, 2020 pre pandemic, 640 leads came in for the month and 21% of those people were rated in the CRM as non-responsive leads. Okay. So 21% of them do not respond when you email them, call them back, et cetera. That dropped the responsiveness, non-responsiveness rate dropped all the way down to 5% by September of 2020. So 453 leads for the month of September, but 5% non-responsive. 95% of those people following up with you, calling you back, asking you questions, saying... So the urgency is visible in that percentage change. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And now, the same builder now back to May of this year, and this was done um, at the beginning of this week, so still with a good week uh, left in the month, 463 leads. So the volume is, uh, not, you know, by the end of the month, it'll be comparable to that month where they had a seven, a 5% response rate or actually it already is passive, but, but 26% non-responsive now. So as price points have gone up and time frame is uncertain, even can I, or can't I purchase, how does this builder's process work? Am I going to be put on a bid system? Is there going to be a lottery the hesitancy that I think I talked about last week when we recorded the show is showing up in this metric. And so one of the ways I'll round off the numbers, if you had um, 700 leads, but 200 of them are non-responsive, certainly OSC has to do the basic follow-up, but that additional work or churn nurturing that needs to be done of, of highly personalized contact with the lead is essentially 700 minus 200. So you have 500 net leads that are responsive and you're engaging with as a team. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Whereas now, if you've got 400 leads and 150 are non-responsive, that number becomes more manageable. 
And so that's one of the things that we're trying to balance is how many leads can we handle well? And responsiveness has a lot to do with that. And so that's just one data point to look at and measure if you have a non-responsive rating in your CRM, which hopefully you do, is to say, well, then in theory, I, whatever that non-responsiveness percentage is could be at a minimum the amount that I bring my ad spend back up. Because at the end of the day, it's the responsive leads that we're engaging and can proceed to the next step. So working theory, but I just want to throw that out there because it's definitely a struggling idea of we don't, we're selling more than we need to be selling or we're still on pace or above pace. When do I need to start worrying about not refilling the funnel? And that's one, one data point that I think you can look at. It's like there could almost be a reverse funnel metric <laughs> to monitor yeah. as far as leads coming in and then like band. And that could also be like this middle thing of monitoring bandwidth of OSCs. Mm-hmm. online sales team and then that could feed back to like it's a whole loop like a circle of when to refill everything or turn the ads back on but also the bandwidth part is really interesting to me it's like if you're i feel like there's probably more peloton listeners than there are lifting people you can't peloton all day long you can't recover from that like so you need that's the same thing you can't have too many leads it's a waste of time like just somehow monitoring the recoverability of your online sales team in these metrics Versus just the, the typical website traffic to lead, lead to appointment, lead to, lead to sale. Like having like these three metrics. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Really cool. And we're going to be talking about metrics a little bit more here in the news with the uh, infographic and data uh, point that Mike and Jen went over on the Facebook Live. My last time. part of my ever expansive story time, there's just so much to fill everyone in on, is a <laughs> large home builder fired their entire online sales team. Shut down Ooh. the entire program because, oh. okay, not not because uh, I, I have a hunch there's several reasons why none of which would be applicable to most of the people listening, but they they shut it all down, and leadership's perspective seems to be well we have a chatbot on the site, so we'll let those handle the incoming leads we'll ship them straight to the on-site sales team, and in this marketplace and in, in condition. Problem solved. We can you know, save a lot of money or who, who knows all the decisions that went into it. But of course, again, as soon as this kind of thing hits my radar, what do I do? I need a new sound effect. I shop them. <laughs> so <laughs> I go on the website. I interact with this really stupid chatbot tool, but I pick a community, ask for more information. And it says, great, I will pass this on to someone who will help you. Well, 48 hours later, first problem. Uh, the sales rep responds to my inquiry. And here is essentially the the train. Um, Hello, secret shopper name. Thanks for expressing interest in this community. If you're interested in buying a home in this community, the soonest available date to possibly close in your home is October 2021. Will this timeframe work? And I replied back immediately with, immediately, even though it took her two days to respond. Great. Is this if I want to build from scratch or a home under construction? What, what are we talking about for October 2021? And the response came back um, same day. So that's, we're, we're getting better. A little bit of both. We have buildings that haven't started yet, but will start soon. And another building that we started already. However, you can't make any changes or selections in either one. It, it is what you get. Okay. That was the last personal email that I got from this onsite sales rep. And that was now 15 days ago. That's crazy. I feel like October wasn't bad, but she, he or she, I, I don't know if you said. Yeah, I'm not um, telling you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he or she 
said that like they made this it was very negative like at, at least if you're reading word for word and not just summarize it but like yeah it's october versus if i was looking in may like oh i've right. on my house like da, 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 exactly da, da, like this is that window would be perfect sort of well there's a couple things there was no attempt to try to get me to hop on the phone or or have a better conversation on a medium with with more bandwidth and emotion yeah. than email um so well, not a great, and then and then what what really cracks me up is now sixteen or fifteen days later, I get another email from this person that is clearly not from her, and in fact, it looks like they took a former online sales uh, process and just said, "Hey, on site you interact, and then eventually marketing or the system it you know in quotes will take over." So now they email and say, "Hello, to get you started on your new home journey, which that's hyperlinked." New home journey. <laughs> we can help you find the right community Check based on your needs, lifestyle, and what's important to you. I know you're interested in this general area. So let's start by looking at all of our communities here. Are you <laughs> give me a call at your earliest convenience? We can look over some options, decide which one is best for you. So this is clearly a form letter. It's not bad as form letters go, but it's just sad. It is sad. What two things? One, I'm trying to secretly find out who what builder this is. And so <laughs> I use some advanced syntax when I searched on Google. And New Home Journey is definitely overused. So we could probably delete that out of if that's on your site. Interesting. Uh, a lot, like a significant amount of builders that everyone's name would recognize are using that. My devil advocate question would be what if this same builder or a builder took they have the this pot of money that is online sales mm-hmm. um cost as far as what it costs to run the yeah. team and then on-site sales, what it costs to run that team, commissions, salaries, payroll, all that stuff. And what if they put all the money in online sales? And had, had <laughs> you keep 30... that question for when Mike or Jen rejoin us. I'm, not I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, no one needs to touch it, but just, I'm just thinking like out loud, like what if they did the opposite one? I think there'd be a lot of public outcry. I feel like that'd be, you can't get rid of agents. This is insane. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's insane to get rid of online sales too, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be a little, I think it'd be perceived a little bit differently, but the customer experience process would be like ridiculous and the positive, I would think like 24 seven support, two minute replies. Like they, I mean, they, you still have to sell the house. You need someone to sell it, but be, I don't know. just thought that would be interesting. What if it was the opposite scenario? Yeah. It would have been fun if they would have done a constant and then those two experiments versus just making one rash decision because now it's just they'll never know what they could have had. Yeah, and I think they'll be back. Yeah. Maybe you can yeah. read between the lines. I think they'll they'll recreate an online sales program uh, eventually. I just think it's really interesting yeah. that, although maybe not surprising, that this sales reps didn't ask any other other questions. So a very simple acronym is QAQ. Or, or quack like a duck, QAQ, um, question, answer, question. So she answered my question. Oops, gave away. It was a she. She answered my question, but she never asked any other questions about me. It, it, and that, again, to a customer is code for, I really don't care. Yeah, you could have had a million dollars in cash sitting here ready to go. Like, hey, tell me more about your situation. Down. What are you looking for? What about this community drew your attention? I answered your question, a little bit of both. We have buildings starting and and some that are already in process. So time frame can be flexible. All that stuff is great. But then to not ask an additional question kind of says, I don't really care if you come back to me or not. Like, I don't really want to know about your situation. I don't want to know about your unique needs because I've got a great market 
And I probably mm -hmm. have 10 walk-in traffic units that are begging me for attention. And this, this goes back to the problem of good on-site salespeople are too busy to handle this stuff and bad on-site salespeople are bad to steal a joke from Mike. So in either way, you're not, you're not prepared to handle the, the volume uh, appropriately. Fun wow, times. that was long. All right, moving on to the news. <laughs> 2021 online sales benchmarks, new year, new metrics, and solid results. You can find this in the show notes or at doyouconvert.com. That thumbnail is perfect, by the way. That's Thank on you. the blog post. Did you? Yes. Pick that? You picked it. I picked Jackie it because the first it. one had Mike's eyes closed and I was like, that won't work. Oh, so yeah, they have just... Lacey's question in there. Does Texas have those numbers? It's... Yeah. So Mike and Jen did a fantastic Facebook Live that um, a whole bunch of you probably have already seen, but you can go check that out. It's part of the blog post. And then we have an infographic that summarizes a whole bunch of data and, and both because I want you to listen to it and we're going to have um, that that Facebook Live, the audio from it is um, going to be a special episode here on the podcast feed. We won't go into super detail about it, but from a data integrity standpoint, which is something that marketers care a lot about, you know, can we just poke holes in the data? How reliable is this? There's 27 different states uh, represented, over 3.3 million monthly unique website visitors on average, uh, and 126 online sales specialists. Now, we work with folks in nearly 40 states, and the total monthly unique website visitors of our aggregate data pool is closer to 12 million. So you can you can deduce from that that, and, and they talk about it in, in the actual event, we only looked at data points that we could verify were consistently, it wasn't just someone saying, well, here's our number, or we round off, or we don't count these leads here, we count these leads there. It was no, people who we were able to determine followed the same kind of, uh, this is going to sound maybe negative, but vanilla DYC process, right? Like just doing things consistent way with consistent yeah. ratings, consistent lead sources, et cetera. Still an enormous amount of data to, to pull through 44,000 leads per month, 95,000, 9,500 kept appointments per month and 1800 sales from appointments kept per month on average. It's a lot of and, data. That's cool. And so if you want to hear all the takeaways from all that data, data and the analysis that Mike and Jen did, which was amazing, or you want to grab the infographic to use at a sales meeting uh, or or to give to other management in the company to to keep them abreast. Uh, check that out at doyougart.com. Anything else, Jackie, about that that you want to highlight? Nope. I, I think you covered it all, and the video is very in-depth. So I, yeah. I feel like everyone has options and how they want to digest the data. And so the question that Andrew was, was alluding to on the screen capture is, Lacey from Stylecraft uh, says, is Texas half of all of those numbers? LOL, because Texas is. And that Mike and Jen's face are so funny. It's like they're <laughs> yeah. laughing. It's a good, it's a good thumbnail. Yeah. It's a thumbnail. Yep. Yep. And next up, uh, another fantastic article uh, from probuilder.com, the reality of managing leads in 2021 written by our very own Jen Barkin. And the uh, subheadline is the past year has brought new challenges for new home specialists. The solution is a nimble, thoughtful approach to customer service. And um, again, great article. Uh, we'll probably talk about it, uh, a lot of these same concepts when Jen comes on the podcast here in a couple episodes. But, you know, a couple, couple reality checks that, that she suggested um, make a ton of sense. And again, let's just talk about the, the things to consider. 
and not necessarily the solutions because you can go read the article and we'll talk to Jen about it, but I'll mm -hmm. read the first one. You guys can each take one as well. The reality check number one is home availability. So if there's, if there's less inventory or home sites available, et cetera, you know, you, you're going to have to adjust your messaging. That's, there's more to it than that, but that's kind of the, the basic there. Then next up is lead volume. Yeah, that's a little bit different. So yeah, Jen took 2020 numbers versus 2021 and just as it compared the two as far as what things are different, what things will change, and then making sure you are upfront with which sources are converting, all those sorts of things. Well, it goes back to that responsiveness metric I talked about yeah. before. You know, the lead volume means something different. 500 leads are not the same 500 leads if only 5% are non-responsive. And if you're not managing them this correctly yeah. or I ideally or... If the sales process has changed. Correct. Right? Yeah. Reality check number three. Yeah, reality check number three is buyer's stress. Most customers right now aren't excited. And so how are these online sales specialists? We were joking like they're literally online sales counselors for a lot of people right now. And how do you, how do you handle that? I think there was right. a, a comment on the Facebook live that one of the online sales specialists, a buyer asked them to be held because they were so stressed out of the situation. So, um, yeah, that gives you about a, like, a good, is this even possible yeah. to buy a home? Like what they were going like really deep in it. Like, I don't know if we will ever be able to like, they were, yeah, they were off the deep end. The buyer was. Yeah. But I, I, again, we keep talking about it. if you're not implicitly telling people how you're letting them purchase or not letting them purchase, mm -hmm. their default assumption is there's going to be a wait, a bidding process. Talk to someone who's letting people bid, but they have like a, a base price. And 95% and of all the homes that are ready to like, near completion and, and they're selling are selling just fine. But then there's a couple that aren't. Because the floor plan is just not as, hasn't been as popular, they know that, but they have to build them for a very specific reason. And the owner was saying, well, most people, even if there's only one bid on a home, they're overbidding the minimum bid price because they want to win. That's crazy. And, and that, is, that is crazy and great for that builder, except for when there's, a, when there's a marginal floor plan already. If that's the assumption that most people make is that they're going to have to overbid what the price point is. And so the floor plan is not super sexy the price point's already on the bubble. Do you even want to participate in that if you think you're going to have to bid over that amount in order to win? That, that's kind of what we're talking about here is you just have to be very clear about the process because for that particular home, that builder would be happy to just let you buy it at that price right now. No bid, no wait, none of that. But that, how do you communicate that one-off situation well on the website is a challenge. And, yeah, that, I, and that goes back to the online sales team, making sure that they are consistent in the messaging, what marketing has, and making sure that just if you're seeing consistent questions, you need to make sure that everyone's um, aware of what everyone's asking and requesting of them to make sure that the messaging is consistent on your website. Has anyone created a how to buy a home with us page mm -hmm. or, or something that's maybe mm -hmm. sounds better than that, but I feel yeah. like that. Not a your home journey or whatever it was that I said everyone's using, <laughs> but like like that clearly like how to shop with us, how to buy with us, is it that's out there in the wild? Oh, there, I've there even is. seen it where. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, Kevin, I've even seen it where it's like this. This is how we sell this one, but this community is how we're selling well, that's this the challenge. one. Yeah, exactly right. That's yes, the challenge. Like is you can't mm -hmm. there even a single market builder has that challenge where how to buy a home with us that that piece that's been created is applicable to 90% of what they do, or even 95%. Yeah. 
but that's where, again, like I was talking about the overall messaging mm-hmm. is not as useful. You're going to have to use sticky bars and pop-ups and customizable sections on community pages and floor plan pages and inventory home pages to say, this thing mm-hmm. you're looking at, right? Here's how you buy this. Because oftentimes yeah. leadership isn't willing to have a one size fits all approach. I mean, they are, except for that one that's not selling. Then we're going to change that process for this home. And that's again, what makes, that's what's taking up so much of marketing's time right now mm-hmm. is because everything, you, you can have kind of a starting point, but everything often doesn't, doesn't hold together as consistently yeah. as you might think. Okay, cool. Uh, next up from doyouconvert.com, are my ads working? Understanding lead attribution for home builders in Google Analytics by our very own Sarah Simmerman. A fantastic article, a good primer, primer plus, like yeah. uh, nerd factor. You know, it's got screenshots. She doesn't use any overly big words. And when she does, she defines them. <laughs> but if lead attribution is something where you're like, okay, I generally have seen the concept. I, I have some ideas, but I would prefer a more in-depth from beginning to end overview of how it works and why it's important. Um, and then again, I think she probably also goes about 20% further than I've seen anyone, particularly in our industry, ever write about the topic or, or put, put. Yeah. I like how she gave, she gives an actual real life example of I'm shopping for a new home. I click on a Facebook ad. I look around at homes, but leave a few days later, I go on Google, click on an ad for your builder, watch a few videos, browse photos, leave again without completed form. Then a few days after that, I search rebuilder on Google, click on a search result, and then I complete the form. That was a lot to say. And then she goes and compares the models with that setup, like what happens. So I think, yeah, she did an amazing job. I think the takeaway yeah. on it is, and she also did this, Sarah, amazing. You're not going to listen to this part, maybe. Who knows? I feel like we're an hour in. You might make it this far. Um, but she said, just like anything in digital marketing, attribution modeling it's just one part of your toolkit so understanding the placement and the where it fits in understanding all of your marketing it's not the absolute and only truth it's mm-hmm. a way to uncover what is going on yeah um, you need to look at it from all different you know viewpoints i guess to make sure you're not because you could go like oh facebook is not working right now I'm like yes it is it is working like you just yeah the a- the way that we were talking about it earlier is, you know, you've got addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. And let's say that in your life, you almost never use division. Well, that, that doesn't mean you can be like, I don't know what division means. I don't understand the concept. And that's really what this is designed to do. It's not, it's not to say attribution modeling lets you devoid, you know, all critical thinking and thought about whether I should or shouldn't spend money on an activity, but just to make sure that you understand the definitions and in general, how, how it, how it works and functions. So yeah. really good job, Sarah. Great. She, she is, um, an amazing part. Definitely. She's been on the podcast a couple of times, but connect with her because, um, incredibly awesome. smart with a ton of experience. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, for, formerly the, the head of, of marketing for Dorn homes and, uh, and did a lot of great stuff with yeah. them there. And she'll be at the summit and she will be at the summit. Perfect. Uh, next up from TechCrunch. Facebook and Instagram will now allow users to hide like counts on posts. So what are we talking about here, Jackie? Is this just because I don't want to stress myself out about no one liking my own content, just hide it from me or hide from others being able to see it? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's it's funny because I've been following some, I, I don't follow a lot of influencers, but the ones I've been following, you know, there's, there's definitely two sides of the coin. One's like, I 
I absolutely feel stressed about posts that I post, or if I make something personal, you can opt for specific posts to not have likes, not to have, um, Oh, uh, so it's like, it's like what every builder wants is, can I just turn off all the comments? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I think they, they said they experimented with it in the last year. Um, now they're rolling it out and it's, it's per person. Some people really want the interactions and some people don't. And it's funny too, because I know um, May is mental health awareness month. And so it's also, some people have been bringing this up with that. And they're like, oh, for my mental health, I need to not know how many people, I need to not have people like argue with me online. And so I think this is going to be a very interesting um, way to see how it works in the future and how many people will apply this. Not not to go deep, but Again, if you are using the amount of likes to figure out if the content you're creating is is good or worth it, probably worth its better definition than good, mm-hmm. then I would question whether that content should have been made at all. That's, that's, you know, lots of ideas hit me of things that I could or couldn't put out there. But whenever I decide to put something out there, certainly I want engagement and I want people to find value in it, but the biggest value was organizing my own thoughts in my own mind first. And then the second thought for me is always, are there people out there who, whether they engage with it or not, will find value from it? And then the engagement's maybe like third or fourth on the list. Certainly, again, you do you, you want it. You, you need that feedback loop mm-hmm. as a content creator or influencer. If we have Blah. to use that word. <laughs> that word. Blah. I think what's interesting is I've, as I've recently discovered making more content, there's more people that, to me at least, that more. won't like or comment, but will Way reference more. something that you did. Yep. I'm like, yeah. You saw that? Like, but there's no, and to me, I'm like, I, I'm stingy with likes. Like, I don't want to like people's stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just like that. Unless it's like something, it has to hit like a really high threshold. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a like or I'll comment, whatever. Depends on the platform for me. It, I yes. mean, Facebook, I'll give likes. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely, there's way, I, someone the other day reached out and sent me a text message and was like, you know, amazing content. I've been following you for you. I was like, I don't know. Like, Thank you for introducing yourself because I didn't know you were out there. Right. So there's definitely yeah. way more people who are just. But definitely don't absorbing. find your worth in engagement. I no. think the big mental health part, which, yeah, I, I tested yeah. this just a second ago before we started and I turned it on and off and it's still, you can still get that data as for like, I turned it off for a post I put up yesterday. You and it shows you like click here to see who liked it, but it's just not publicly shown on the screen. Interesting, there but not there. It's always there, so it just looks so. Other people can't always react to it. It's just whether it shows you or others if they reacted to it. You'll still get the feed of. So it doesn't really fix like if you're like I'm gonna turn off all this because I don't want to know. You'll still get the note. As far as I understand, you'll still get the. What would be awesome is if they take that off by default on all news or political based stuff. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Because then the virality of of what the mob is or isn't thinking would go away. That to me, that's the. I strongly agree. Where. Especially the news things. You're like, you'll see something and I'm like, oh, I agree with this. And you see a bunch of angry faces <laughs> and you're like, these people are crazy. And then the opposite side will be like, these people are crazy too. Uh, and it's just, that's what I think creates like, oh, other people are angry too. I'm going to get yeah. angry in that comment thing as well. And you're like, oh my gosh. I, but would Melanie, they have, if Melanie, it wasn't there? This morning we woke up, our, our dog has not been feeling well. And so she read, she, dog is fine now, but was not feeling well the last couple of days, was thrown up, et cetera. And mm. 
she just randomly was like, Hey, I read this article where dogs are only supposed to use go, go number two once a day. And then my, my first reaction was like, what? was that next to where UFOs came from and pyramids being built? Like what, like the context of where you heard this information, I need to understand this because I'm pretty sure that the correlation of number two has high, there's a high correlation there to how many times a day the dog eats. I think that's, I would, I would think so. <laughs> I just think that's how it works. Okay. Jen, Jen will correct me. Yeah, Jen, Jen, let us know. Six dogs. That's a lot of number two. Oh gosh. Um, there are more articles to go here, but we've shared them on the Facebook group. Um, and we will start putting stuff back on the LinkedIn group more regularly as well. But, uh, one that you should check out, although for the sake of time, we're not going to talk about it is, um, three reasons why the housing shortage will last for years. According to Goldman Sachs, this was a business insider article that we posted about. It's good. Um, it is very good. Um, so if you're looking for reassurance for those on your team who feel like, like we know everyone not in home building is saying, when is the crash coming? When's it all yeah. going to end? So it, it, internally, if you have people who are wondering those things, you, you do need to, to educate and encourage them to, to understand the, the dynamics that are out there because we can't have that inside the house, so to speak, if we've got to convince people outside the house of what's going on. So this week's question of the week is, Jackie? Show us your terrible office. Do you have the worst <laughs> office? <laughs> Not exactly marketing related, but just we... We, we need to, for, for proof of life, so to speak, we yeah. need something that's personal of yours in the image or your face as a selfie. So we know you're not just like Googling terrible office. offices and stealing yeah. the screen cap. And, and this is a contest. Name. Whoever has yeah, the a contest. worst office gets. I will, I will personally be up. involved. I will personally Somehow. be involved using an but Amazon gift list. You select some items. I pay for said items. I will not package anything or ship anything because I'm a millennial, but I will, I will help you out. Amazon. On Amazon. This is, this is the same. We had an Academy once and someone was like, Oh, I don't have a camera. We're like, what year is this? <laughs> You, like, even worse, they said my builder won't buy me a webcam. Like, I, okay, again, back to if the thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you could get them now. There was like what a two month period where like you could only buy like the knockoff ones. I think right. on Amazon, right? Logitech was just behind. Yeah, so I want to see some terrible offices. I may, we should make all the DYC people get the trend started. They better not have if there's anyone that I <laughs> that'd be bad. Come on now, I will fly to your house and fix your office if there's any. I think there was the worst photo of my office was when my son's daycare was closed oh. and it was just like, you know, above that the camera. Great. Just candy and just like boys just strewn chaos. across the floor. It was yeah. chaos, but overall it was amazing. Good. All right. That'll do it for this week for published articles, blog posts, videos, and more check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next time. See ya. Yeah, everyone.